Welcome to Tea, Toast, and Theology. So, some of you may know that the lectionary runs in cycles of three, right? So, every three years you hear the same readings, right? So, that means... Uh, I had the opportunity to preach on this passage twice before, and I missed the point, right? I should have preached on uh, commandment number eight, but never mind. <coughs> so, <laughs> so, what's going on here? We have these ten commandments. How many of these are about God? One? Yeah. Three. Right? Because the first one, there shall be no other God than me, no graven images, and you know, and then the the third one is keep the Sabbath, right? And and after that, it's all about what happens between people, right? Thou shalt not murder, hopefully, other than Jesus, we will never murder God again. But, <laughs> right? <laughs> the, we did murder Jesus, come on. All right, so, <clears throat> so that's, that's the that's the, all of the rest is about our interactions between each other, right? And I find that fascinating. Three versus seven. Okay? And what are the reaction? What is the reaction of the people when they hear this? They say, Oh, Moses, listen, you can talk to us, but don't make God talk to us. Okay? You can talk to us, but don't make God talk to us. But what is God saying? God is talking about how you are going to treat each other. Only three about God? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Only three of those commandments are about God. The rest are about how you treat each other. But they say, oh, don't make God talk to us. You can talk. Because you know what, we can ridicule you, we can like do all kinds of things to you, but God, when God gets involved, then it's, then it's a different story altogether, right? You are like us, we'll treat you the way we will treat you, right? But God, no. But what is God actually doing? God is saying, there is a way I would like for all of us to be together. To live in a particular way where you are not killing each other off, where you are not hurting each other, right? Where you are not taking what is not yours from the other, where, where you are not holding jealousies, where you are not coveting, right? You're, right? Where you are not bearing false witness. That's number eight, in case you were wondering, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's that's <clears throat> that's what that's what God is saying to God's people. Okay? That's what why? Because d- 
doing that creates the kingdom of God. And the very first reaction of people to this covenant, remember it's a covenant, not commandment, right? The, the very first reaction of how to live under a covenant is, get this God guy out of this picture. You know, we're not interested in the kingdom of God. Give us something more, somebody more equal that we can take care of how we want to take care of that person, right? And Jesus is responding to that. How do you take care of the people who speak of God? You kill them, you stone them, you run them out. <laughs> That's how you treat the people who talk to you about God. Right? And people would say, oh, the son was Jesus himself. Yeah? Killed him too. Right? Because here's what's going on. We are not interested in the kingdom of God. We are interested in kingdom part, but not of God. <laughs> right? That God thing gets complicated. Because when God thing comes into our lives, then we cannot cover. We cannot bear false witness. We cannot hurt each other. We cannot murder. We cannot, you know, all those things, then we have to be careful about. Because that's the covenant, not commandment, covenant that we have with God that we will create a beautiful world here together called the kingdom of God. Right? And Jesus is saying, whoever tries to speak about that, this is how. And the Pharisees and all those people who were in charge are feeling really convicted by it. <laughs> right? Now here's the theme reversal from Paul. Paul is saying, you know, if if the worldly standards, and we often sort of get off of on a wrong tangent, I think, with the word flesh, because flesh somehow becomes just flesh, you know, right? We think of what are the things we think, we think about flesh meaning, you know, what you can eat, or, or a lot of times these days we think of sex, right, by flesh or body. But that's not what, what, what Paul's idea of flesh is. Paul's idea of flesh is the way we live here in this flesh, in this body that we have been given in this world. You see how narrowly we have been looking at that word flesh from Paul, right? But that's not how, how Paul is looking at it. Paul is saying how I live amongst people in this body, this flesh, here in this world. Which is why he's talking about all his credentials. That, you know, I am so and so and so and so and I've done this and that. And, you know, I have great repute and everything. But all of these things I consider as rubbish. Because none of those things, because you don't get to all that, have all that, without 
some breaking of something somewhere. You know, I have made some people very unhappy in the past. Oh, I've made a lot of people but <laughs> But some, sometimes when I would say something like, why is it, why is it that a teacher in, in, uh, in a country like, let's say, uh, <clears throat> Bangladesh, 20 years ago, could barely afford to have a bicycle. Right? But in this country, a teacher thankfully can afford to have a car. Or 20 years, the situation was even better. <laughs> right? So, so why is it? is it? Is it the profession? Right? Or is there some injustice somewhere in the system which gives some people more than the rest? And who created that system? Not God. So, now... A teacher, which is my wife, by the way, also, right? A teacher in this system, and I live with her, I know she's a very good person, better than me, right? She's not doing all kinds of wrongs to actually have those, that advantage to that teacher in, in, in Bangladesh. She's not doing that. But somewhere there must be an injustice which gives her an advantage over someone else. That is what Paul is talking about. That if I have all this, it's rubbish because it is a hindrance to this kingdom of God across the board. So somewhere... Even if I cannot identify and I cannot say, oh, this was me, you know, I did something really bad. I took it away from someone or I stole it or whatever. Even when something in the system is causing that imbalance. So I can take pride in all that, all those achievements. But you know what? When I think of the kingdom of God and what Christ is asking us to do, that is rubbish. That is rubbish. All that is rubbish. Right? Now, here's why uh, I'm, I'm so, so um, happy today. Because, and I'm, I'm, thank you, hearing it in my comments, right? Because uh, this week, this week, I made a call to your uh, senior ward. And I said to her, uh, Pat, there is a woman who is known to someone I know, you know, she, Pat knows that person, uh, is a good friend and her circumstances are such that she uh, doesn't have a roof over her head. And I said, Pat... Um, what do you think that Beersley House building is vacant? Can this person sleep there for the night? 
it's vacant we are heating it <laughs> right can this person sleep there for the night and she said okay and i said no just don't say okay think about it pray about it and uh, and that was wednesday actually and she was i knew in another few hours she will be at the prayer group i said pray with the people who are there right uh, i wasn't going to be there um, and i said pray with the people who are going to be there and talk to others and um, and she said okay i said well you know what jean is going to be there jean mcmanus and i said she is going to be there and, and you know she was a social worker so she would understand a situation like this so talk to her also and pray about it and tell me <coughs> what should we do and uh i am so so grateful and so proud of both these ladies because <coughs> i got a text from jean after they had prayed about it and said that we feel this person shouldn't be in the beardsley house because um you know there's some paint work going on there and and all of that and uh, we feel this person should actually take this prayer room i was so proud of them and for the next two nights thursday and friday this person stayed there and saturday morning uh i met with her i didn't meet with her before i met with her and i had a very nice conversation with this lady uh whom i had met once before actually and um, and i told her to go and pray we were sitting in the narthex area you know those high chairs and uh bar stools as someone says uh <coughs> right and i uh, said to her go in there and pray after listening to her for about an hour talking to her praying with her i said go in there and say a prayer because prayer changes lives right she went in there she prayed after about an hour or so within that hour i uh, i got a call from her and she said one of her family members called her crying and said um you know i was in some kind of a training and they were talking about certain things about that were relevant to her and i never realized your condition so we're going to find a way and we'll come and pick you up in the evening so he was she was here to that evening on saturday and so my friends what i want to say is that is the kingdom of god you know you can have all these beautiful buildings but if they are not doing the work of the kingdom of god right then what good are they <laughs> right what good are they if they are not if we can, if i stand here and preach about all this and then we have all these buildings and we have all these people who could benefit from it right now i understand that a lot of people take advantage of the system too i do understand that right 
And I also understand that some mental health illnesses can be dangerous to other people, right? I get that as well. And so I'm not like making some kind of a, you know, irresponsible uh, statement here. What I'm saying is that I felt very proud of where we are today as a community. And I felt really proud of your leadership because they went a few steps beyond what I was requesting. Right? And they said, no, she will. And, and, and then Pat on the phone the next day, uh, actually Saturday afterwards, when I heard that this was going to happen, we were on the phone, I think. And she said, no, I, uh, uh, we just felt that A, it would be more comfortable. B, there are all these snacks there. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> and so so she won't go hungry either. And I just felt so good that they went beyond thinking about every aspect of that person being there and how they could make that place a safe and welcoming place for that person. So I am confident. Now here's, here's the thing that I want everyone to hear. I am confident that that is how God works. Right? God works with us to bring us to a place of that recognition. For as long as we say that the purpose of our community is to somehow be like the Pharisees and uphold certain things the way we have always received and held them, then that is one thing. That is all boasting in the flesh, <laughs> right? And the day we start thinking about, okay, we are a community and how can we take care of actual production of fruits, <laughs> right? The actual thing which will be known as the harvest, Right? How do we actually begin to move in that direction? And when we take these small steps, we truly transform lives. When I use the word transform, I don't use it because it sounds good. I use it because it is a real thing. Right? Someone, that person through whose connection that lady came, later on called me and said, well, I don't think the church realizes that they literally saved a person's life. Because this woman on the streets could not be safe. Right? So, today I'm proud of us as a faith community. Because, like Paul, we may not be there where Paul is or was, but like Paul, we are beginning to come to that recognition that all these things are 
rubbish. And what we are called to do is create a community of love. That is what we are called to do. And that, my friends, is the cornerstone which the world will reject. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. That is how the stone that the builders reject becomes the cornerstone. For that is the cornerstone in which the building of the kingdom of God rests. Amen. Thank you.